they aren't dealing with the problem at hand, which is greater than just let me just make all this money. Like it it starts the happiness starts from within. Nothing external is going to bring that happiness like just figuring out who you are and what you represent and where you come from and why you're doing what you're doing. The why is just so important. Why are you working so hard to make the money? And that's something that um, Damon from Shark Tank said. Mm-hmm. He was like, if you don't know why you're trying to make a million dollars or more. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? <laughs> what, what, if, you, if I gave you, uh, he said, if I gave you a million dollars a day, what would you do with it? And if you don't know what you would do with that million dollars, you don't why need it. do you need it? <laughs> you don't need it. Why do you need it? Oh, yeah. Not what you need. And that is all. Nothing to say. Try to take my spot, yeah. You better pray. Don't run up, cause I will spray. I got my- Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Music. And as usual, we're just gonna go ahead and dive right into it. So, does money buy happiness? No. <laughs> 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 and that's gonna conclude this episode. That's gonna conclude this episode of Beyond the Music. Period. That's it. Now, but let's <laughs> let's dive into it. Does money buy happiness? So it's situationally based. I feel like money doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but it does buy freedom, and it buys time, and those are facets of what it means to be happy. Right. I think money buying happiness is tricky because it really depends on how we're defining happiness. So for for me, happiness isn't in material things. I like nice things like anyone else, but like that's not how I define my happiness. My happiness is defined by my peace of mind, my mental health, my physical health, the, the well-being of my family and our little ones and like that's what makes me happy and being happy and solid in my um my day-to-day work being happy with what I do my job like that to me is how I define happiness and like within that money is involved so it's like in order to I guess provide the happiness to like our children and our family, I guess you would have to have money. But I feel like the money isn't what makes the happiness. You know what I'm saying? Money like is a facet of it. I think that's what you were alluding to. But like that is not where the joy lies. The joy lies in the moment. The joy lies in the memories that you're making. The joy lies within the passion that you have for the work that you're doing. Like that to me is where I feel the happiness lies, not in the money. The money is like the fuel, but not the actual thing that's bringing the happiness or is the happiness, I should say. Uh, A wise man once told me from St. Louis, shout out to my boy Chuck. Hey, he said, Chuck. He said, Chuck he said to me, he said to me uh, uh, I'm not ever worried about money until I don't have none. A period. So, period. <laughs> so, I feel like, <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people like when you have it, because I've been on both sides of the fence where especially growing up, just being this like dirt poor 
or especially like in my teenage years, just being like dirt poor and like that's all you're thinking about because you don't even have enough money to 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 buy a a, a cream pie a from cream the gas pie? station or or, or, or a honey corn, bun maybe right or a honey bun or <laughs> or, or or a bag of chips or it's like or you don't have buns. enough money to put gas into your tank or pay your light bill or pay your cell phone bill or, mm-hmm. or whatever so then yeah you thinking about money and like you could become very disgruntled in those type of situations and you know that puts people that puts their, your back against the wall where now you robbing and you stealing and you pillaging and you plundering but then like if you have the money then it does kind of become an afterthought cuz it's it's just there and it becomes your normal and it's there all the time so then yeah now money becomes more so a facet of the happiness and one starts to realize like there's more to life than just having a bag of dough but unfortunately like anyone you just one doesn't realize that until you have the bag of dough right (laughs) right yeah i feel like when you are at the bottom all you're thinking of is what's at the top right (laughs) so people who um are less fortunate and don't have bags of money are are constantly on that quest to find more and i feel like in, in that quest, we kind of get lost in the sauce, so to speak, where we we are thinking that if I have tons of money, that'll make me happy. But really, like, what is making you unhappy in that moment? Right. What What is causing you to feel like you're not happy in your life? Is it the lack of money or is it the, the lack of fulfillment? Is mm. it the lack of being able to provide? Is it the lack of being able to... Um, feel like you're progressing in your job or whatever like they're there I feel like people have holes that are in their day-to-day life and they struggle to fill those voids and those holes and they think that the money is going to be the thing that resurrects that happiness when really it might be a deeper problem like maybe Maybe you think that it's a lack of money when really you just need to change your perspective mm. or change your mental or find a way to make more time for yourself mm. or find a way to mentally recharge and reset. Like there's happiness in the still moments. So I feel like if people spent less time, not on the grind, but like trying to chase the bag so to speak right i think they would find happiness a lot more but you know it's almost like corporate america kind of brought us here and the idea of this american dream and the pursuit of happiness and people think that the pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of this american dream is being able to ideally become an entrepreneur and make tons and tons of money and now all of a sudden you're this business mogul and a millionaire or a billionaire and you have all these kids and a dog and (laughs) a mansion and all that stuff but like that causes us to like rat race and we have all these milestones like at 16 I gotta do this at 18 I gotta do that at 21 I gotta do this and if I don't do it then I'm gonna be behind because at 30 I gotta and at 50 I gotta and like I have to do all of this so that way by 60 or 65 I can retire. Right. I have money. And it's like those, that type of stuff literally like eats at us and we're not able to figure out 
each stage of our life because we're so consumed with the ideas of trying to fulfill each phase of your life, but you can't allow these ideologies to define who you are and where you're supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to live in the moment. Right. You're not supposed to live for these people who say you need to be uh, fully established by 25. Right. And you need to be married by 27, so that way you're having kids by 30. So that way by 35, you already are like a millionaire. Like, right. It's right. unrealistic. I, I think that um, those stipulations were put on people because life expectancy was a lot shorter. That's true. Because life expectancy was a lot shorter. I mean, people were dead by 55, 60 years old. So Thank you, time, modern medicine. By the, time you were, <laughs> by the time you were 25 or 30, you were halfway through your life. Mm-hmm. So because of those expectancies, that's why those expectancies were put there because it's like right. you really got to have your shit together by this point in time. But there was more opportunity because, because people were checking out at 55, 60-something years old um it made room for people to be able to achieve those types of things at younger ages but now since people are living until they're like 110 195 and they're working until they're well into their 70s like now they're taking up space in the workplace so everybody's life gets pushed back just a little more incrementally over the past couple of decades until eventually now your life and 35 years old and just now starting your career because so-and-so didn't die until he was 75 or so or so-and-so didn't retire until he was 78 right so it screws you over but in the vein of i know you mentioned entrepreneurship and there's something a little different that we doing here on beyond the music we are featuring entrepreneurs we are featuring we are featuring brands this is something new that we're doing we're featuring all brands particularly black brands and this is the first brand that we gonna go feature i wanted to do it real quick uh before we got too deep into the podcast so the name of this brand if you listening to the podcast unfortunately you can't see it but i'm going to tell you right now this thing looks baby soft (laughs) so like a baby's bottom so shout out to Soul of Chicago. Shout out Soul so, of Chicago. Just based off of the name alone, you know that this is representing the Shy Town. You feel me? And I'm from the Period. Shy, so you already Period. know I'm feeling this. Soul of Chicago. We're gonna go ahead and pop this hoodie open. This thing is crazy. I couldn't wait to open this up. <laughs> and just like I thought, baby saw. <laughs> now I knew this thing was gonna be baby saw. So, ooh, and that's clean. You feel hey. And I think it matches my outfit. Hey. Super dope. Super dope. Shout out Soul of Chicago. This is a super dope hoodie. Super soft. Yellow. This is probably one of my favorite colors other than black. I think it looks really good with my skin tone. And uh, if you want to learn more about them, you can go to www.soulofchicago.net, which is super dope. They got a .net, not a .com. They trying to be different out here. Period. So shout out Soul of Chicago. I'm going to go ahead and pop this on right now. That's what I'm going to do because, like I said, this thing is baby soft and uh, it matches my outfit. So he thinks that this matches his outfit, but it really matches mine. Look at the shoe. So (laughs) what we finna do is he's going to wear it. And then after he's done, I'm finna take it. Uh Uh-oh. And then this is going to be my hoodie because it is baby soft. So do they have 
do they have a ladies line too? They do. Ooh. They do. They do. Ooh. And and shout and shout out to the homie because I've known him for a little while. I've known him. I've known him ever since high school. And he said that he always wanted to like create his own clothing line. So like, like much respect to him. He did it. And and I respect that hardcore. And look at this detail. Like I know you guys are kind of far away, but like maybe we'll zoom in. But look at all of this. Like I wish you could feel it. It's like it looks amazing. Hard. Like this is crazy. I really like this. So oh, I, and there's something on the sleeve. Oh, oh, see, look. See? Look, I didn't even peep that. Established 2010. Come on. Hey. hey. So my man's been around. See, I didn't even know oh, that. Oh, and I see period. You, we see, need look, we to... already fighting over the hoodie. No. <laughs> Let me see. We need to say support black businesses. Hey, Support black businesses. Black-owned businesses. We need to support our own. We need to give back to our communities. Y'all go cop this, because I know if this was a Versace sweater. Hey. You be all over it. You feel If me? this was Gucci, if it was Prada, you would buy it. So just like you would buy the Balmain, come get this. You and, and with that being said, I'm about to go ahead and slip this mouth right now. <laughs> so you go ahead, keep on talking. Let's keep diving right into it. What it means, like you know, you know what I mean. Like, is it, is it, is it played out? Like, like, is it, is does money truly buy happiness? Let Let's keep diving right into this. This is my perfect size too. <laughs> it's it's the perfect size for his body, not that head. <laughs> <laughs> they have everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. We love you. Oh, it looks I nice. I told you. Oh, it looks nice. Come I on. I told you. Color coordination. Rocking, rocking this for the rest of the podcast. Period. Yeah, but money, I feel like I feel like it's always like a plus side to have it. Um you know, money is a tool. It's not necessarily something that, um, like, it doesn't necessarily make you or break you. In this society, people feel like it does, though. But, like, I don't really feel like it necessarily makes you or breaks you. Mm. But um, it, it definitely helps out. It's a stress relief. Man. Uh, when you're financially stable, especially in this society, because ain't nobody going to hand you nothing. Like, you got to work for everything that you got. And, you know, you're trying to take care of your family. You're trying to make sure they're straight. In order to do that, like, you got to have the financial means to do it. But that being said, like, how much money do you need in order for that to happen? Some people think you need millions of dollars. Some people think you only need hundreds of thousands of dollars. It really just depends on the person because you could be making a million dollars a year net. Or you could be making a million dollars a year gross and then... After all the expenses are paid, you only take a hundred thousand net, right? Or you could be making three hundred thousand dollars a year gross, and then you net two hundred thousand. So in reality, who made more money? Right. I feel. I feel like the. I'm gonna go back to something that you typically say: is money buys time. Yeah. And time is invaluable, and. Knowing that, I think it's important to understand that we're really just trying to buy our time back. We're not really trying to buy happiness. We're not trying to buy joy. We're trying to buy the convenience of being able to move freely, do what we want to do, and get it done fast. Especially when you're an entrepreneur. All my entrepreneurs know you have to be so on top of your schedule. Otherwise, you're you're literally going to be 
scattered all over the place. And in order to get your day to day done, that money is going to buy you time because you can hire a team, you can hire an assistant, you can hire whoever it is that's going to help you fill in those blanks. So that way you can focus on the things that you need to focus on, whether it's um, being a CEO or being the marketing manager or whatever it is like that money is going to help you be able to structure your time the way that it needs to be structured so that way you can make more money and be able to take time away from your work and do right. other things like spend time with your family or spend time with your kids or get a manicure get a pedicure go do your hair meditate yoga whatever like money money allows you to have that convenience back but it, you ask how much money do you need? I personally don't think you need. The average person doesn't need millions of dollars or even billions of dollars. Would it be nice? Of course. Maybe. The average person, <laughs> the average person also doesn't need a Lamborghini, but shh. Lambo. I mean, when nice. that thing be flicking, that thing be, <laughs> that thing be flicking. So, so the <laughs> average person doesn't need millions of dollars. It doesn't need. Most people want it to because they want to be able to buy the convenience. They want right. to be able to, to travel the world when they want, go the places they want, l go and stay in luxurious resorts and hotels and sit in the nice cars and all of that. But in order to like support your family and to be able to um, work the way you want to work and structure your days the way you want to structure them, live in the areas you want to live in, you really don't need millions of dollars. No, you, you really don't. just don't. And I feel like it's more so about not pursuing the money, but trying to find ways to structure your time in order to accomplish the goals and and fulfill whatever needs that you need for your family to feel comfortable that's what i think yeah uh it just it's so circumstantially based like it, it like you said it's not gonna buy happiness right if a dog on shore is gonna buy back some time yeah it's gonna buy back convenience mm -hmm. it's gonna buy back a lot of different stuff peace of mind and and that some part. of the, some of those things you can get regardless of how much money you have because it, it lies in the person so it's like people have said to me a lot, like all money does is just show your true colors. It just shows who you really are. So if you, if you an asshole, you're just going to be a bigger asshole. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a kind hearted person, then it's going to show because when you get the money, you probably aren't going to hold on to it. You're going to want to give back in some way, shape or form. Uh, if, if you're a hoarder, you're just gonna you're gonna hoard 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 hoard. You're you're not gonna let it go. So it's it's circumstantial. So it, money can bring out the best in people. Money can bring out the worst in people. It really just depends on the person. It depends on their values. It depends on on how they were raised. That's mm. going or or how they decided to live their lives after they were raised from what they saw growing up. That's really going to determine like what they do with it, whether or not it truly is going to fulfill them or whether they're just going to be rich and miserable. Right. And I think that's something that people don't understand is they think, and a phrase is often said it, with people, oh, 
if I get a whole bunch of money, if I make millions of dollars, all my problems will be solved. <laughs> really? Because um, that's typically not how it works. Nah. Typically, when you get a whole bunch of money, now you have to figure out how to keep the money. That's the first problem. <laughs> And that's typically where a lot of people fall flat on their face. So it's not it's not as simple as if I get a whole bunch of money, I don't have any worries anymore. You'll be able to pay your bills, but your bills are only a fraction of the problem. And once again, that goes back to what I said earlier. What is causing you to be unhappy? What is the real root of your unhappiness? Is it your unpaid bills? Maybe that really does bother you. It would bother anyone. However, if your bills are paid and you're still unhappy, it wasn't your bills. Right. Maybe it's your relationship. Maybe it's your your health problems. Maybe it's your mental. Like people need to be able to think deeper than just the surface. I feel a lot of people are are floating at the surface of what is causing them to be unhappy. And they're not digging deep within themselves in order to actually see, oh, I'm unhappy because I feel a wreck on the inside. Like my mental is always clouded. I always have migraines. I can't seem to like get anything right. Like that is what's eating me up inside. And that's manifesting itself in several different ways in my life. Like not my life, my life. (laughs) I'm straight for the most we got, part. We got it together over here. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a, that's what I think. Yeah, it's it just it's one of those things where money can end up being your god, mm. and you're gonna serve yeah. you're gonna serve something in this life. Either you're gonna serve God, or you're gonna serve something else. You're gonna like and end up in the other place. But we don't know where that other place is. <laughs> Unless somebody want to tell me something. No, <laughs> no but, but you're going to end up serving somebody. So, I mean, you're going to serve, you're going to serve this bread. You're going to become a slave to the money. Right. And some people become a slave to the money and it's so bad that they don't even get to enjoy all the hard work that they're doing because they're always trying to chase after that next dollar. And it makes sense because... A lot of people are definitely afraid of losing it once they get it. But then at the same time, like, if you can't take a step back, what's the point of working like a slave if you then can't, if you, what do they say? Like, you gotta you work hard, you play hard. But if you just work and work and work and work and work and you never playing, like, why, why are you doing it? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah. it's supposed to make my life easier. Not, right. Not make me work like a slave to then turn around and work like a slave again. Like, yeah. That make no sense to me. I'm trying to work a little bit, then I'm trying to relax. Work right. a little bit, relax. I'm not trying to work until I die. That's crazy to me. It's true. But a lot of people do it, and it's about having balance. And um, I feel like people don't know where that balance lies anymore, which brings me to a question. What's going on in the music industry with, all these new artists and artists in general like it's not even just new artists it's the i feel like the the majority of the industry just focuses heavily 
on making a ton of money mm. and why why is that why are we only focused on the money why can't why why aren't we focused on making great art why aren't we focused on putting out great messages why aren't we focused on using our platforms to influence the generation forward like do you feel like the industry feels like money can buy happiness and artists in the industry feel that way you're an artist what do you think everybody in america feels like money can buy happiness <laughs> except for people over here because like you feel me like, like we roll we different got over this together. way <laughs> and our days together period no but but no but real talk though like like i feel like most artists feel like money can buy happiness. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, like, once you make it to a certain level and you had so much tunnel vision that when you start looking back, ain't nobody around. It's like people want to be seen. So then they yeah. take it to social media because all your friends are gone. They don't even, they don't even rock with you no more because they're jealous. Or right. your family's trying all in your pockets. Or even if they're not all in your pockets, they don't like who you become. So they distance themselves from you. And now you got this giant 5,000, 10,000 square foot mansion. You got no kids, no wife, or no husband. And you just alone. Right. 10 Lamborghinis and and a fat bank account. It sounds like, it sounds good. It does. It sounds good. From Somebody the, at home just says she. Right. 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 It sounds. It sounds good. It sounds good from the outside, but like I, I speak from personal experience. Like you know, if you when you live in a fast life and you don't got nobody around, like like that, you be getting lonely. It really, it really, it really does. It be, be getting a little. It be getting a little lonely. So, so it's like. like Mappy I'm, has a heart. So like. Or do I? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it does. It gets a little lonely, and and you know, I've seen people around me, and I've seen it eat at them, and they don't want to admit it, but you can just see it in their eyes, and it's just so unfortunate, and, and you can see the cry for help that they want something more, but they don't even know how to figure it out because they're stuck in the rat race. So, um, you know, even J Cole was talking about that, was talking mm-hmm. about how hard he worked to achieve what he wanted to achieve, and then in reality. After he achieved, after he achieved it, he was like, "It did. Why did I even work so hard for this? When in reality, what I what I already had was already worth so much. But a lot of people don't even make it to that point to mm. even realize that. And even for me, like I got the accolades, I got them. They roll in, and like it's like that dope, and I'm happy when I see it. But in reality, like that's a, a snapshot of my life. That's not." my life right my life is you and my shorties and all the rest of that stuff it's not like and my my extended family and and my day-to-day but like charting and 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 radio play and and running numbers up and and selling albums and doing music videos and and doing performances dope like, don't get me wrong. Hey, that's dope, man. Hey, I'll fuck with that shit, man. I'm going to let you know right now I do. 
So don't get it twisted. Like Matt I'm saying, has to like put I'm this saying, I'm trying disclaimer in there. Like, hold on. <laughs> like, like, like I'm saying, I'm trying to retire. So I'm like, no, nah, y'all got me <laughs> fucked up. He I'm, said, if anyone from Lala is watching this, don't get the wrong impression, and right. will rock the stage real right, quick. Right, you feel me? You feel me? But at the end of the day, like I know, like I know why I'm doing it. And right. I know that if all this was taken away, that I would still I would be okay. And the reason why I would be okay is because that's not how I'm defining myself. And even though we doing our thing and we making this bread and we doing all that, like at the end of the day, like we're comfortable and that's what matters. Mm -hmm. And whether I have a million dollars or one billion dollars, like after a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> what's it all for right yeah i feel like um again it's about having perspective a lot of people have the wrong perspective well i won't say wrong because some people really feel like that's for them maybe for in their perspective in their minds chasing money really makes them happy so if that's you more power to you but i feel like if you're still unhappy after it all, you got all the money, the cars, all the accolades, all that, and you're still unhappy, there needs to be some perspective changing and some deep thinking about oneself. Like at that point, you have to look inside and be like, I have everything, but I'm alone. I have no friends. I'm estranged from my family. I don't have any wife, kids, husband, whatever. Uh, was this a mistake? Like, what do I do? How do I move and navigate the rest of my life? And at that point, one has to realize, the well, again, the money is just a facet of what enhances your life because now you can live com even more comfortably than you previously were. Or now you have the convenience of being able to go to and from whenever you want, go anywhere you want, can do whatever it is you want to do when you're there like that's dope but at the end of the day if you don't have someone to share it with if you don't have friends or loved ones or kids like for for us I know I speak for us both that something that was super important to us was building a legacy and making an empire for our kids to inherit and like what if what what would it be if it was just you and I and we just accrued all of this money and power and fame and we just were on top of the world like the next Jay-Z and Beyonce, but we had nothing at the end of it. I'm a I'm gonna let <laughs> you know right now. If I make a hundred million or a billion dollars and I ain't got no kids to pass it on to, I'm about to be pissed. Yeah. I, I don't work my whole life and and slave away to give it to a charity before I die? No. <laughs> I'm going to blow yeah. through that. Yeah, it's about... I, I can't take it with me. I'm going to blow through that. So, of course, I, I want the legacy because I want to give it to my shorty so that way it's like, y'all don't got to struggle like I did mm -hmm. and I worked for something. Yes. Like, I didn't just work just to turn around and then just give it all away to some random charity. And we know good. I'm sorry. <laughs> we know good and well that them charities be skinning. Them charities be skinning. They, they set themselves up with fat salaries and all the rest of that stuff. And they be skinning. 
So you think that you're giving your money away to some good, wholesome people that are going to do right. And instead, they're buying Lamborghinis and, 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 and 30,000 square foot houses with the money that you work for, thinking that you were giving it to little poor Timmy up the street to help him with his, uh, with his, with his cancer or, or, or with his heart transplant. But no. What you really were doing was you were a sponsor and you were funding little Becky Sue's new, new uh, whatever. So, if y'all haven't noticed by now, Matt B always has tea. <laughs> he has the whole story together. <laughs> like, he had the whole thing figured out before y'all even got to make a thought. Once it leaves, Couldn't even hey. formulate a thought on it. You were like... Let me just give you this little disclaimer. Once that bread, once that bread <laughs> leaves your hand, is no man's land. Like you just, I, I, you can't trust these people. I rather yeah. know exactly where my money is going. I rather, I rather give it to one of my shorties and they blow it. And it's like, all right, well, I mean, at least you came from my loins, like, <laughs> like that's cool. Then to give it, then to give it to somebody up the street, and then all of a sudden I find out five or six years later that you done took my million dollars and, and, you, and you bought cocaine and, no! and, and weed and went on extravagant trips uh, uh, to Dubai and, and, and had and had uh, harems and all types of other different stuff. I was like, bro, what is this? That's not why I gave you this bread. So I'm what not is saying this scenario though. And I'm not and I'm not saying all charities get down like that, but there are quite a few that do get down like that. And nobody and when you pull the curtain back on a lot of these charities, there's always some food gauge going on behind the scenes. I mean, yes, one but you know, that's a slippery slope. You have to just trust people's intentions. Like we don't we're not dis- Matt B is not at least I feel like you're not discouraging people from donating people should still donate and donate to charities and being a good person like if you have things the whether it's money or items to give to help someone else you should do that don't hoard it to yourself or throw it in the garbage so i think i think that's what you're saying but you're you're just also saying to to be cautious of who you're giving your money to if if you are a wealthy person and you have all of this wealth to go around and spread like don't just throw it at a whole bunch of charities and just expect for them to do right by your money exactly (laughs) because giving it because at this point in time i'm feeling like giving to charities is like giving to the collection plate at the church i'd rather just go out and buy a homeless man a sandwich real (laughs) talk Did it give to the collection plate at the church? Because they ain't no telling what they doing with that. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, if you I find th- the right, if you do find the right charity, do your research. And if you do, <laughs> if you do find it, and if you find that they're legit, then yeah, give that charity. But most people don't do that research. So it's like trying to figure out whether or not a snake is poisonous or not. You got a thousand snakes laying <laughs> on the ground, and and only a hundred of them are poisonous. And a, and a 900 of them aren't. Well, are you going to weed through that or are you just going to close the door? Me, I'm going to close the door. <laughs> Anyways, it's about... Bri- the thing I wanted to say was it's about building generational wealth. And if you're not building your legacy in order to pass down that wealth down the lines of generations to come through your kids and your kids' kids and so on and so forth... What are you doing it for? You don't need a billion dollars. You can't even spend a billion dollars in a lifetime. Right. Like, if you do, 
I don't, I don't know. Ask Elon Musk. I mean, this man is about to go to Mars. <laughs> He's been a trillion well, at I this mean, point. If you if you're trying it's to a be a man on a mission, if you're trying to be a man on a mission like Elon Musk, more power to him. Then yes, you probably could blow through a, a quite a bit of money, a, close to a billion or more in a lifetime. But if you're just an average Joe, you're you're not going to be able to blow through a billion dollars with with within reason that in in a lifetime like you have to be able to keep in the back of your mind like you're not taking this money with you when you go to heaven or the other place <laughs> hopefully you're going to heaven <laughs> or, or wherever it is that you deciding that you might go <laughs> so knowing that why accrue all of this wealth and work your fingers to the bone and have nothing to show for it no one to pass it to like and I, I i know that some people really just don't desire to have kids that's no one should tell anyone like you have to have kids in your lifetime you have to have kids by this age you have to have this that and the third like you do whatever you want to do it's your life you live it the way you want to live no one should be able to dictate what a man or a woman does in their life especially a woman since we're the ones who bear the children like no one can dictate that however it should be heavily considered especially if you are an entrepreneur and you're building almost like an enterprise and it gets to a certain point where you're it's no longer like a little seedling of an idea it's becoming this massive functioning thing you you should consider the thought of having children if if possible because children are not only a joy and a blessing in your life and it adds so much light and happiness but it just being able to pass what you've built to your children and not just the company like the morals and the drive and the work ethic and all of that stuff like my mom built her company from the ground up but prior to that she was against all of the odds like everything was going against her she wasn't she wasn't born with a silver spoon she grew up in the projects she went to one of the worst schools and had to literally study her butt off in order to make it to the University of Wisconsin and graduate in engineering as one of the first black women in her class and then from there went on to work her fingers to the bone working for other people and realized ah I ain't doing this this is for the birds <laughs> made her own company built that from the ground from the mud and now makes millions of dollars doing what she does like I saw that from the time I was a kid and that's instilled in me and like, Meanwhile, I was in the ghetto <laughs> eating <laughs> eating pork and beans and hot dogs and still hungry. But continue. <laughs> um, my not pork and beans and a, and a hot dogs. Yes. And it didn't even have a little juicy sauce that was in there. That was all dried up. That was extra, but you had to have a little bit of bread to get that. <laughs> Anywho, I saw all of that growing up as a kid. And that that work ethic and that drive and that passion that I saw my mom have 
rubbed off on me and I absorbed that in ways that I didn't really realize until I became an entrepreneur myself. And I see a lot of the same traits that she has in me. And that's why I say like being able to translate that when you're building your own entrepreneurial journey, like being able to build it and then pass it on. Like you're not just passing the business on, you're passing on that whole journey that your child gets to see from whether it's childhood or teenage years to the manifestation of whatever it is you pass to them. Like it's more than just the company and the money. It's everything else that comes with that. I think that's a great example. I think your mom in general is just, like a great example of like what it means to be like an entrepreneur and what it means to be just like a a, a force to be reckoned with. And period. Hi mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. Hi mom. I love you. <laughs> Everybody on Beyond the Music now knows your story. You feel me? <laughs> hey, hey, phenomenal, phenomenal woman. Her and pops. So shout out Pops too, cause I mean he be doing his thing as well, and I and mean, now and y'all know why I'm so dope. You feel me? Dopeness just ran in her blood. <laughs> I was just, a, I was just a poor, poor popper <laughs> living on the south side of Chicago, but I could sing my motherfucking ass <laughs> off though. So you know, I just I, I worked my way up somehow. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, no, but like it just goes to show, like you know, if you work hard enough, um that you can you can go from rags to riches and and what she did was just an amazing feat and an amazing mm -hmm. thing and just like what we're doing right now is just amazing and you know i'm i'm very much so very similar to her story like mm -hmm. going from rags to riches going from the ghetto to living a better life so it's like it's like i can relate to that so much and i will say like in the midst of that journey like definitely like as as our financial means continued to grow it's like it didn't change the fact that we were still here like you know what i mean like we still like your problems don't go away yeah <laughs> just because your financial means grow all that happens is you just you can either bury them to unearth them another day or you can deal with them and that's that but mm -hmm. either way, like, if you don't deal with them, they're not going anywhere. They just fester, and they're just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So in re in reality, you think, oh, man, I'm making all this money. I'm going to be so happy. But at the end of the day, when you lay your head on that pillow, I mean, you still got – you still stress. You still got high blood pressure. You still got hypertension. You still overweight. You right. still <laughs> – right. You still all the rest of those in-betweens that most Americans are because – they aren't dealing with the problem at hand, which is greater than just let me just make all this money. Like it it starts the happiness starts from within. Nothing external is gonna bring that happiness. Like just figuring out who you are and what you represent and where you come from and why you're doing what you're doing. The why is just so important. Why are you working so hard to make the money? And that's something that um Damon from Shark Tank said. Mm-hmm. He was like, if you don't know why you're trying to make a million dollars, 
or more? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? What, <laughs> what, if you, if I gave you, uh, he said, if I gave you a million dollars a day, what would you do with it? And if you don't know what you would do with that million dollars, you don't why need it. do you need it? <laughs> you don't need it. Why do you need it? Did that make any sense? People like the idea. It just sounds good. Yeah. But they don't know how to like manifest that into their life, into their day to day. And then it just becomes this, I got a million dollars. Now what? I got it. I got a million dollars. Right. I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I got it. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's do let's do let's do one even better. This is how you know that people don't know what to do when they get a lot of money, because you can have a poor person's mindset and have a milli, or you could be, or you could have a rich person's mindset and not have a milli, but most of the time, if you have a rich person's mindset, when you get the money, you're gonna you you're gonna move in the right way. If you got a poor person's mindset with a million dollars, you're gonna be poor in one to two years, and we know that from the lottery. Mm-hmm. People will hit hit it big in the lottery, win a hundred million dollars, and they'll be broke in five years. Someone will be broken less than that. Yeah, they'll, they'll win two three million dollars, and they'll be broke in six months because they they don't know what to do with the money. Yeah. They're consumers. Yeah. I have a million dollars and I can find a million ways to spend it. Right. That's They're true. consumers. That's true. That's very true. Something that my mom always told me, especially as she was building her company, was it's not about the money that you make, the business that you're building, and the work that you're doing. It's about your family and what really makes you happy inside and valuing that time with yourself and valuing that time with your loved one is what really matters because like like I said my mom is like a genius she's she was able to start at nothing and build a a huge legacy and build this incredible company that she'll pass on to to us and and we'll pass that to our kids and forever and hopefully our kids will be able to to do something with it (laughs) one can only hope but at the end of the day that's not the core of what makes her happy the core of what makes her happy is being able to to spend time with the people that she loves especially approaching the latter half of her life like now she's getting older and she's trying to find, like, what truly makes her happy. And that's taking care of her health and exercising and um, spending time with her grandbabies and spending more time with her husband. Like, she's been on the hustle. And now that she worked hard, got to make some time to play hard, too. Right. So I say all that to say, like, this is coming from a woman who actually, like, went through what people are trying to achieve in life. Like most people are trying to work, 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 work to make their company exactly what she made it. And even her in her shoes, she's saying from her own mouth, yeah, the money is cool, but what really makes me happy ain't that. What makes me happy is my family and being able to have peace of mind, being able to have my health, like, 
what good is a million dollars if you on your deathbed <laughs> because you have neglected your diabetes right or you've neglected your hypertension right or you don't want to listen to your doctor's instructions so you just do your own thing right you made a million dollars but you finna die hey <laughs> i mean i mean honestly honestly even if we think of someone like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs really Man, should have a perfect example. And could have been alive. Yeah. Well, the reason why he wasn't is because he had I forgot what type of cancer, but it was completely curable. Yeah. He decided that he didn't want to take the treatment, and then in the latter half of of when his cancer started to progress, he realized that he did want to take the treatment, and then by that point it was, it was too, too late, late. And, it, and it took him out. But he worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And I don't know if anybody has read his book. His book is amazing, and it shows, like, how he thought and, and how he developed Apple and all the rest of that stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, his personal life was in shambles, and he spent the latter half of his of his last days trying to sort that out. And so his, sad. Yeah, I mean, it really was. It, it just was a really sad story that... After all of that, this man was literally like one of the richest men on yeah. earth who who have ever lived. And super smart. And at the end of the day, what he was worried about the most before he passed away and in his latter years of life was family and friends and things of that nature. So at the core of all of this, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. And it's unfortunate that it takes people getting to that point. Yeah in order to realize that. And I feel like the younger you realize that, the better off you'll be in life because now you know why you're doing what you're doing. The why. The why is so important because if you don't understand the why, then why yeah. are you doing it? Man. Don't make no doggone sense. Man. Like, why, why am I working my butt off singing? Why? Why am I doing any of what I'm doing. I know the why. Now, I'm not going to share that with y'all right now because I'm not going to go into all that. But I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I've known why I'm doing what I'm doing for the longest. Mm -hmm. And that's why I do it. But a lot of people, they don't know why. And then they get to where they want to be. And then they're like, why did I do this? (laughs) (laughs) In sum, I feel like does money buy happiness? No. What does money buy? Money buys you time. Money buys you convenience. And money buys you the ability to be able to structure your life how you see fit. It gives you the power to be able to to move the way you want to move. And you can literally, if you accrue enough of it, do whatever it is you want to do, whenever you want to do it. And that's a powerful thing. You can literally, like, shift life and not just your life other people's lives depending on the type of platform you want and how you would like to utilize this money but does it buy your happiness that's debatable for me i say no 